It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. You are listening to the Locked On Yankees podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Stacey Gatsoulias, and I'm the host of Locked On Yankees. I'm a baseball writer turned podcast host, and you may have read my work at places like Baseball Prospectus, The Hardball Times, and the ESPN Sweet Spot blog. You can find me on Twitter at Stace Gatz. You can find the podcast at Locked On Yankees, all one word both on Twitter and on Instagram. You can tweet questions or comments to either Twitter account, mine, or Locked on Yankees. You can leave messages on Instagram, and I will try to get back to you as soon as possible. If you're a new listener, hello and welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. I hope you all enjoy today's episode. We will be talking about the latest Yankees news. I will be apologizing to the Yankees doctors and more, but first you can get Locked on Yankees and all other Locked on podcasts straight to your phone in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play a podcast, Locked on Yankees. Let me start off by saying that if you're a regular listener and you missed the show last week, I apologize. Some personal stuff came up, basically... We had a newborn kitten in the house, the mother abandoned it, and I became its surrogate mother, which meant I was waking up every few hours to feed this thing. So it was basically like I had a baby for about five days. And then the mother came back. She's been taking care of the kitten ever since Friday. Thank you, Lord. My sleep schedule is back to normal, and I will be able to record the show as usual. When I'm tired, you hear it in my voice. And I attempted to record a couple times last week. And I was slurring because I was so tired. And I thought it would be better for me to not even record than to put out a horrible product. So I apologize for that. Next, I need to apologize to the Yankees doctors for calling them quacks last week on Monday's show. I assumed it was their mistake that led to Gio Urshela not having his elbow surgery right away, but we found out that poor Gio Urshela and his girlfriend contracted COVID-19. And that is a very valid reason as to why he didn't have the surgery right away. He said that he lost his sense of smell and taste while he had COVID-19, but he has fully recovered which is why he had the elbow surgery, so that's good. But everyone who thinks COVID-19 isn't a big deal needs to get their head out of their bum. So I apologize to the Yankees' doctors for assuming they were quacks in this situation. Then again, with their history the last few years, do you understand why? I would think that they were the reason why Gio Urshela didn't have the surgery right away. There's a lot of evidence to back me up. Let's get into the meat of the podcast. I need to discuss this because I'm angry right now. There is a report that the Yankees and DJ LeMayhew are $25 million apart in negotiating a free agent contract. Obviously, the Yankees are being cheap 
here. They're crying poverty, which is absolutely ludicrous and makes me so angry that I was ready to curse on the podcast today, but I will not because that will make me have to do extra editing because I have to either bleep it or put another sound over it. And I really don't want to do that. So I'm going to be a lady and not curse at Hal Steinbrenner for being a cheapskate. Why aren't you paying DJ LeMayhew what he wants? The man was your MVP the last two years. If you didn't have DJ LeMayhew the last two years, who knows what would have happened to the team? What is the issue here? The Yankees have more money than I could ever imagine existing, and they're crying poverty. This is beyond frustrating. Actually, it's insulting that they're doing this. It's insulting that any team does this. Every baseball team is owned by a billionaire. They all have money. If you root for a team that actively refuses to spend money, you should be pissed off. Honestly, you should be so pissed off at these guys for hoarding their money. There are people being kicked out of their homes because they can't pay their rent during the pandemic. And these billionaires are like Scrooge McDuck hoarding their money and diving into it, swimming around, la-di-da, it's obnoxious. I said this on another show, possibly last month or possibly in October. I don't know, the months are blending together. But the positive trait that Hal Steinbrenner has is that he doesn't flip out like his dad did. But on the opposite end, he's too level-headed to be a baseball owner. I feel like in order to be a baseball owner, you have to have a little bit of not caring. <laughs> like Steve Cohen's coming into the Mets and he's promising to do things and he has the money to spend. He's a billionaire and he's not being like the rest of the baseball owners who are crying. Oh, we didn't make any money this year. We lost all this money. I think there was a an article Bill Madden may have written it for the Daily News that claimed the Phillies lost $2 billion last season, which wasn't true at all. The baseball owners want you to think that they've lost so much money that they can barely function, but it's not true. Sure, they lost money. I mean, you can't expect a team to make money when there are no fans in the stands and you're not getting concessions, you're not getting ticket sales, all that stuff. But these teams still have money to spend and... It bugs me that they're acting like they can't spend money. The Yankees can spend money. The Yankees need to spend money. Who do they have in their rotation right now beyond Garrett Cole? No one. Are you going to rely on Luis Severino coming back from Tommy John surgery and being really good? Because that's a gamble. And he won't even be ready for opening day. So again, beyond Garrett Cole, what the hell do you have? So back to DJ LeMayhew. If the Yankees don't sign him, I will be legitimately angry. I will be as angry as I was a couple of years ago when they also cried poverty because the, the bad thing about Hal is that he's not just a rich kid who inherited ownership from his father. He actually went to school and was a business major. So God, it's, how do I explain this? Like, I mean, it's good that he was a business major because, you know, he understands what's going on, but it's also bad that he was a business major because in his mind, he's thinking, oh no, we can't spend this much money. We have to be conservative. And no, you're the New York Yankees. 
You're supposed to be spending money. What you did with Garrett Cole last year is exactly what the New York Yankees are supposed to do. You're supposed to go out, get the best player, and pay him. Pay DJ LeMayhew whatever the hell he wants. He's earned it. In a moment, I'm going to calm down and talk about something else. But before we do that, let's talk about Built Bar. Because Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It comes in 18 amazing flavors, including six new flavors. Caramel brownie cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Every bar is covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and they're easy to chew. They're great if you want to lose or maintain weight while indulging in something that seems as if it's naughty, but it's actually healthy, and that's always good. They're low calorie, they're low sugar, they're high protein, they're high fiber, and they're great for the keto diet. Some of the original flavors that I personally love, coconut almond, which tastes like a combo of mounds and almond joy, if you like that sort of thing. Mint brownie, oh, I'm a big proponent of mint and chocolate together. I know some people don't like that combination, but if you're like me and you love that combination, this is the best bar for you. Salted caramel is also fantastic. Double chocolate is great. And my brother said that the peanut butter bar is really good. Right now, if you go to BuiltBar.com and you use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order. That's your next. You could have ordered it 50 times and you'll still get 20% off. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. NBA fans, listen up. The Locked On NBA podcast is getting you ready for the start of the regular season with a special week of team preview podcasts all this week, plus waiver wire editions from Locked On Fantasy Basketball and rookies to watch from draft guru Chad Ford. I'll be tuning into the preview of the Knicks. Sorry, Nets. Subscribe to Locked On NBA wherever you get podcasts. I know I said before the break that I was going to calm down and talk about something else, but this DJ LeMayhew thing has made me irate. David Lennon of Newsday.com wrote an article about the Yankees and DJ LeMayhew, and he said, the Yankees may have lost money, but they can't lose LeMayhew. I want someone to shake Hal Steinbrenner, grab him by the shoulders, shake him until his helmet hair is messed up, and say, you need to sign DJ LeMayhew. Brian Cashman said, we'll just have to wait and see. There's a lot of things in our favor, but ultimately it comes down to the financial opportunity that we provide as it's measured to the financial opportunities others are providing. That's the big unknown. Oh God, you're the New York Yankees. Why? You should be outbidding everyone. I can't take this. And I know some people are going to say, well, the Yankees shouldn't spend money willy-nilly and this and that, but it's DJ LeMayhew, okay? This is not someone like Trevor Bauer, who had one good year and seems to be commanding high dollars on the market. And by the way, the Yankees signed Trevor Bauer. I'm, oof, wait for that episode. That's going to be fun. 
As I've said on previous shows, my nightmare scenario is that DJ LeMayhew will be signed by someone like Toronto and the Yankees will have to see him 19 times a year and he will just torture them. I also said that about Clint Frazier when it seemed like he was going to be traded. That was my exact thought. I figured he would be traded to someone like Toronto and he would turn around and just have game-winning hits against the Yankees all the time. So this is what I'm picturing with DJ LeMayhew. And while it would be annoying, I would much rather DJ LeMayhew go to someone like the Mets. Because at least then, he would only be able to torture the Yankees, what, four times a year? (laughs) Because the Subway Series is only two and two now, not three and three. And even then, that's not a lot of games for him to torture the Yankees, unlike going to a division rival. But it would be so irritating if Steve Cohen came out and signed DJ LeMahieu and the Yankees were just like, oh, well, they had more money to spend. I think that's what's going to make me angry this offseason. We're going to see Steve Cohen come out and spend money, make the Mets better, and we're going to see Hal Steinbrenner sit on his hands. Hal keeps talking about how much they want to win. This is all about winning. Really? Because if it was all about winning, you would sign the best players when you have the opportunity to sign them. Sign DJ LeMayhew. Here's another quote from Cashman on LeMayhew. Free agency is very complicated and tricky. It's a competition. The dance and the conversations will continue. We certainly hope for a positive outcome, but it's also possible that there isn't one. So we'll just have to wait and see. Again, you're the Yankees. Stop this nonsense right now. 35 years ago today, Roger Maris passed away. And he was only 51 years old when he passed away. He had lymphatic cancer that he battled for a while. And when he passed away, he was still the home run champ with 61 in 61. Big thanks to Pinstripe Alley for reminding me of this day eight years ago. Kevin Euclid signed a one-year $12 million deal. Yeah, 2013 was not fun for the Yankees at all. They did pull off that crazy triple play early in the season. Euclid played a part in it. I believe CeCe was pitching in the game. Can't remember the exact date, but that was one highlight from 2013. And we got to see Mo take his final lap around MLB. But that was, yeah, that was just not fun at all. You had Jeter trying to come back from his ankle injury and not doing well. A-Rod was popped for steroids, but he did come back after his hip surgery. And he had a couple of funny moments there, especially in that game against Boston when Dempster was trying to throw at him and he finally hit him on the the fourth attempt. And then A-Rod hit a home run and did the big poppy point to heaven, and Fenway Park just rained booze down upon him when he did that, and I thought it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It was such a great heel turn by A-Rod. And even funnier, we found out the next day that A-Rod and David Ortiz left Fenway Park together in Ortiz's SUV. Although I was at the game when Jeter came back and he hit a home run in his first at-bat, July 28th, 2013, I was also at a game when A-Rod hit a home run off Justin Verlander, and then that was the game when the Yankees were up 5-3 going into the top of the ninth, and then Mo gave up back-to-back solo home runs to Victor Martinez and Miguel Cabrera. The game was tied at 5-5, and then Brett Gardner came up and hit a walk-off home run. 
2013 was my last year having season tickets. And when that season ended, the Yankees sent me a card commemorating my 15 seasons as a season ticket holder. And then I had to tell them, yeah, I'm done. I can't afford this anymore. That's depressing. Yeah, 2013 was not good. So this is normally the part of the show where I would preview what I'm going to be talking about the rest of the week. But honestly, I don't know. There's not a lot happening. And frankly, that scares me. Although I will be discussing news that came out last night, not necessarily about the Yankees, but it is big news around baseball. And I will be talking about that on tomorrow's show. And of course, if there's any breaking news regarding the Yankees, you will know all about it. So for now, that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can subscribe to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Yankees. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. Enjoy your Monday, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.